Hello and welcome to the official podcast of Ruby Jade Rituals, a company that has a mission in encouraging people to come home to themselves through the ancient rituals of astrology and numerology. My name is Kenzie Dolan and I am a certified astrologist that reflects back your uniqueness, an accountability coach that empowers you to thrive outside your bubble, and a self-healer who inspires others to heal on their own. Here we will not only talk about astrology and numerology, but also human development and family studies, death, dying, grieving, and learning about the afterlife, plus real life events and taboo topics. Ruby Jade Airways is a space where we can unpack anything heavy. Nothing will be left in the dark. So without further ado, I welcome you to the airwaves. Happy Valentine's to those that are still celebrating. And welcome back to Ruby Jade Airwaves Season 6. And I believe we are on Episode 4. This is the season that I am spotlighting each zodiac sign. And I'm releasing it when the sun is shining on that particular sign or shining in the part of the sky that's ruled by that particular sign. So right now we are in Aquarius season and it is a special, unique, psychedelic, groovy Aquarius season because there is so many planets joining in on the fun with the sun. So right now, not only is the sun in Aquarius, but Mercury's there. Venus just entered this morning. And we have Mars. And then we have baby Pluto. And that is why I felt like it was a great day to record this episode and to put it on the airwaves because we got a lot of air in the sky right now. Now Aquarius is the fixed air sign and a lot of the time it does get misconstrued as being a water sign because the symbol of Aquarius is the water bearer. But don't get that confused with the element that it's a part of, which is air. So Aquarius is one of the three air signs. And look, when the sun is in Aquarius, it's actually in detriment. And that means that the sun is in a very, very foreign place. Now, it doesn't mean that we can't have fun or shine or Aquariuses that are listening, Aquarius sun signs that are listening doesn't mean that it's a scary placement to have in the natal birth chart, but the sun is doing things differently during Aquarius season and Aquarius loves to dance to the beat of its own drum. And so it is a little bit of a rebel, 100%. It is the rebel of the Zodiac. It's a little bit weird and wacky, and um, it definitely lets its freak flag fly. So, um, Aquarius is 
the humanitarian of the Zodiac as well. And it is all about love, free love, one love, accessible love. It's also about equality and not putting anybody on a pedestal. In fact, putting the less fortunate on the pedestal. So it is a very, very nice sign to have, I think, for Valentine's Day because at the end of the day, all you need is love and it's all about love. And if we return to a place of love, then a lot of good things do happen. So let's talk about how innovative this sign is. This sign is about big picture. It wants to zoom out. It's the sign of space. So that would be alien life. It would be life on other planets, life in different universes or galaxies. It's really out there. It's very, very out there. Um, and, um, it wants people to kind of think outside the box. So its resources is genius. So during Aquarius season, sometimes it's really good to think about your zone of genius. What are you good at? What are you good at? Um, and really to channel your energy there. Let's also talk about that it loves freedom. And the reason for that is because Aquarius is ruling the planet Uranus. And Uranus in our solar system is the one planet that spins on its side. So it does pretty much everything that all the planets do. It does it the opposite and it kind of does it backwards. And it stands out. It's eccentric. And it really goes hand in hand with Aquarius's um, need to be different. Now, Uranus in the natal chart is typically where we need to flip the script, find freedom, and maybe where you need to change things up a bit. It is the planet that brings change, and Aquarius is all about revolutionizing ideas, ways of thinking, all that stuff. So it is the revolutionary. That's one of the archetypes. But some of the other ones are the scientist, the eccentric, the visionary, the rebel, the genius, the outlaw, the free spirit, the activist, the, in the inventor, the alchemist, the exile, and the truth-sayer. It definitely wants to advocate and talk about things that are not bringing equality to all. And some of the key words that you could see when people are talking about Aquarius are the following. Rebellious, airy, open-minded, revolutionary, scattered, unpredictable, cause-oriented, 
aloof, fanatic, impractical, and humanitarian. And then there is a part of it where there's unbending stubbornness to resist the tribal instinct. So the stubbornness is definitely coming from the fact that it is a fixed sign. Most fixed signs in the zodiac wheel are stubborn because they dig their heels on things and they're really the like ride or die signs of the zodiac. I also like to describe the fixed signs as the passion people. And Aquarius is passionate about change. The journey throughout the zodiac is, and I'll start where the series starts. So I started on Scorpio, and from Scorpio, we go into Sagittarius season. And then following Sagittarius season, we move into Capricorn season. And then after Capricorn, that is when Aquarius comes onto the scene. So it's the 11th sign of the Zodiac. And to move from the position or the arena of Capricorn and to go into Aquarius, it's a little bit of an interesting journey because Capricorn is pretty buttoned up. It's extremely conservative and Aquarius is non-conventional and it really doesn't like rules. So one would say that this is a little bit of a bumpy ride, but at the end of the day, both of these signs know that in order to get something done, hard work needs to be put into whatever project or idea you are trying to act on. So the reason why I say that is because the traditional rulers for the planets um, actually had uh, a couple signs be attached to one specific planet. And for Saturn, and this was before, you know, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto were discovered. So at one point, the farthest planet that was discovered in our, in our solar system here on planet Earth was Saturn. And so Saturn had two rulers to it, and it was Capricorn and Aquarius. So Capricorn, of course, it, the, like Saturn, there's something with that where it goes really well together, but Saturn also has similarities with Aquarius. And I would say that the way Aquarius and Saturn go hand in hand is the fact that there's mastery with Saturn. And we talked a lot about Aquarius being a genius and um, mastery and genius kind of go hand in hand. Another thing is that once you master something, you do feel empowered. And look, Aquarius is all about empowerment. In fact, the body part that Aquarius rules is the ankles. And what do the ankles allow us to do? they allow us to stand up for ourselves. So um, 
the higher expression of Aquarius is egalitarian and idealistic, but the lower vibration is it's radical and fixed. And so um, one thing that I want to talk about how to kind of offset that lower expression is the fact that this sign also rules our communities, our friendships. And so there's a mantra that I made not too long ago on my Instagram, and it was, your vibe attracts your tribe. And so maybe ways to kind of get rid of that stubbornness, that radical or fixed expression is to get around people that help you channel the radical or fixed expression in the right cause. So that would be a great way to be be an activist or an advocator of a cause that really needs our eyeballs on it. So let's talk about the 11th house. Now the 11th house in the natal birth chart or the zodiac wheel is the Aquarius house. So it's air and fixed in nature. And this house revolves around large groups of people, humanitarian pursuits, impacting others for the better, focusing on big goals, life visions, and changing the world for the better, embracing technology, which Aquarius is 100% the technology wizard of the Zodiac, finding unique ways to do things, creating change, focusing on friendships, collective change, working with groups of people, students, clients, etc. This is being pulled from Natalia Benson's Astro Basics Guide, and I think she does a really good job of describing that house. And so when we think of a movement and a movement that can spark a lot of change, we do need people. There needs to be power in numbers. And so a lot of amazing Aquariuses like Bob Marley, for instance, and there is a new movie out on his life, he really stood behind stood behind the movement that was associated with love and one love and this philosophy that don't worry because everything is going to be all right and trying to get people to enjoy life and really embrace everybody's uniqueness and realize that's kind of why the world goes round and so without his strong message i don't think that he would have been able to grab um groups of people but people really bought into this movement and that's what exactly he created he created music but at the end of the day he created a movement and it's a movement that has you know lived longer than him it's it has stand the, the test of time and that's kind of like where that Saturn aspect is kind of 
coming through. Um, Interstellar is like a great movie to watch during Aquarius season because it shows that time exists out of kind of what humans think of it to be that, oh, it's, you know, 12 o'clock now and actually six hours from now will be six o'clock. That's not really how time works. Time is actually occurring all at the same time. The past, present, and future are occurring at the same time. And in the movie Interstellar, it shows the possibility of parallel universes existing and how human beings actually can interact with those. So going back to Bob Marley, being able to create a movement that outlives himself It's a very radical movement, and it speaks on the essence of love should be accessible to all. It shouldn't cost any money. It's fair, and it's free. So going back to the resources, and one in particular, the unbending stubbornness to resist the tribal instinct, this is really saying that power to the people. And when we have more people behind something, then we can actually change something for the for the better. Um, I think a lot of the time, there's that saying around friendships. And it's kind of like whoever you're surrounding yourself with, that's who you are. Or um, I think it's like, take five of your friends, and that's your personality. And that kind of points to the direction of groupthink, which at times is not very good. It doesn't allow an individual to think individually. But when people put their thinking caps on and actually channel their zone of genius to a cause that's worth noting, it's really a good thing. So that's where that unbending stubbornness to resist the tribal instinct, that's really what it means uh, to... Put your thinking caps on with a group that has a moral compass to their cause. Now, let's talk about what everybody's talking about. The fact that we're in the age of of Aquarius. Um, Want to point out that the great ages are not like a, a, a light switch. So it's not like one day we're in the great age of Pisces, and then the next we're in the great age of Aquarius. That's not how it works. It it takes hundreds of years. And so we have been moving away from the great age of Pisces into the great age of Aquarius for, for decades, for centuries now. And I believe, and what I would say is that we're farther and farther into the age of Aquarius due to the fact that Pluto did move back into Aquarius um, back in January. So that's important to know. But we are definitely existing in a unicorn phase of humanity right now. And there is an opportunity to voyage into a new era. And so that is something to kind of think about. Um... The last time Pluto was in Aquarius, there was a lot of revolutions. The French Revolution and then the American Revolution had just happened. So it's important to realize that these old systems that we thought could withstand time might fall down during this time frame. And it's just important 
to think about that. I do think that there is going to be an acceptance of people of all races, ages, um, social statuses during this great age of Aquarius. It's the sign that is like the kaleidoscope in the sky and it really points to the fact that you know like that's cool to have a lot of different moving parts a lot of different viewpoints that's what makes this planet so special and so Aquarius definitely wants to remind us of that and I feel like we need that more than ever we need people to people of all different walks of life to have a seat at the table, to feel free, everything, everything. So this Aquarius season is definitely different than the ones that we've had, you know, in in the last couple decades. I mean, and it, and the Aquarius seasons going forward from now from now until 2044 they will be transformed because Pluto is there so Aquarius sun moon and rising even north node this is a time of massive transformation for you all uh Pluto definitely course corrects it transforms it destructs anything and it rips power out of the hands of people that are abusing it. So I really think that there's going to be a lot of systems, hierarchies that will be dismantled during this time. And if you have a strong grip on what what it what things were were in the past, then this might be a uncomfortable time for you. However, if you're looking into the future and you want a better future for humanity, then this Aquarius, great age of Aquarius, is going to be lovely for you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode spotlighting the sign of the future, which is Aquarius, and I will see you next time for Pisces. Thank you for joining me on the airways. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you feel called to leave a review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you feel like this might help a friend or a family member, please share this episode with them. Through both of these actions, we together can make this podcast grow. All in all, I am very grateful for your support, and I will see you next time on the airwaves.